Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that's like new underwear, painful at first, but then you just get used to it. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe-smoking broadcast. I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on a Tuesday evening. Yes, I'm at home in Concord, North Carolina. Bags are packed, pipes are packed, ready to hit the door the minute the show's over because I'm heading out to Chicago tonight. I'll be getting in real late, heading straight to bed. But in tonight's show, got a special pipe parts segment. I've uh, got a special guest for the pipe parts segment, so stick around for that. My guest tonight is Andy Peterson, uh, maker of Quad City Pipes and now changed over to A. Peterson Pipes. We'll talk to Andy. Uh, extended mailbag because I got a lot to get caught up on. There's a lot going on on uh, Pipes Magazine, and the uh, JDRF auctions are still going on, so we got that. Plus, we've got a rant at the end. All that coming up. Oh, and I'll talk about my trip in a little bit here. So, a lot going on. A lot going on this next week. Hope to see a lot of you at the uh, Chicago Pipe Show. Do make sure and come up and say hello. On uh, Saturday and Sunday, I'll be uh, bouncing between the Brigham and Sutliff and uh, uh, McBaron tables. And th- Wednesday, Thursday evening i'll be in the smoking tent friday i'll be around the resort the whole day i'm looking forward to it gonna be a lot of fun plus i'm gonna have some uh exciting announcements uh next week so you'll have to tune in for that uh meanwhile i have survived survived the five-day marching band trip to walt disney world uh tiring yes long yes fun yes and a couple of uh, teenage drama moments that uh, were handled uh, handled the best way possible. And I uh, had to explain to some of the kids why it was perfectly fine for me to, you know, sit on a bench and watch the world go by for an hour or so. Just because I'm just happy being in the place. Uh, got around a couple of the parks. The band did really well. The uh, couple of performances and six different groups that we performed in there was a whole bunch of awards a couple of first places a couple of second places and some best of class stuff so uh, daughter was excited because one of her ensembles got the best of class award for their uh, for their grouping and I, I still don't understand some of that stuff but some of you band uh, some of you band people maybe you can explain uh, how groupings and ensembles are ranked against each other and classifications but anyway the important thing was is that I'd say about 95% of the people had fun that were on the trip. The kids had fun, and about 125% of the kids and the people that were on the trip came back exhausted, tired. And, uh, yeah, now I'm <laughs> now I'm ready to go back to Walt Disney World. Ah, but anyway, I'm off to Chicago tonight, so that's the uh, Disney World for Pipe Smokers coming up this weekend. All right, let's get the show rolling. So in, a, in just a minute, I'll have uh, Lori Brown on the phone with me for a special pipe parts segment. So everybody, fire up a bowl, sit back, relax. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company, and here we go. This is Rad Davis, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine radio show. My name is Shane Ireland, and I'm the pipe manager at SmokingPipes.com. 
It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from all over the world. We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for. Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection or would simply like a recommendation from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at 1-888-366-0345 and our friendly experts will be glad to assist you. We are quality. We are experts. We are collectors. We are SmokingPipes.com. The Chicagoland International Pipe and Tobacco Show will be held this year on Saturday and Sunday. May 2nd and 3rd. This year will be a special year celebrating the 20th annual Chicago Pipe Show. The Chicago Show, with over 300 tables of pipes, tobacco, and tobacchiana, is the world's largest pipe show open to the public. On Friday, May 1st, the show has a full day of activities, including seminars on pipes and pipe smoking. This year's speakers include Kevin Godby of PipesMagazine.com, Ben Rappaport, speaking on and displaying pipes made during the Civil War. Rob Cooper, better known as Cooper Sark, will make a presentation for young pipe smokers. And Cornelius Kranz will speak on Dutch clay pipes. The show has its own 6,000-square-foot smoking tent. And on Sunday at the show, the National Slow Smoking Contest will be held in the tent. Make your reservations for the show at Pheasant Run Resort in St. Charles, Illinois. Call 800-999-3319 for reservations. More information about the many activities at the show at chicagopipeshow.com. Come to the show and meet pipe smokers and pipe makers from all over the world. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show. And as I said, we've got a special pipe parts because it falls in between two events. So joining me on the telephone is... uh, the uh, the woman who has made it safe for women to walk the streets of St. Petersburg and has taken Kevin Godby out of commission, I mean um, off the market, uh, Kevin's girlfriend, Lori Brown. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Brian. I'm glad to be here. So, first of all, you do, uh, since meeting Kevin, you have started smoking a pipe, and how many pipes do you have now? I currently have four pipes now. Um, the first one I ever got was a Nording Bulldog that I picked out at a pipe shop here in St. Pete, and Kevin bought for me as a gift. <laughs> and then I also have a clay pipe that I got when we went to the Seattle Pipe Club dinner a couple of months ago. And then um, one of them, Brian, is actually a Brigham pipe that you donated for a pipe babe shoot. And even though I'm not a pipe babe, Kevin calls me the first lady of Pipes Magazine. And <laughs> wait, that's wait, because wait. all of that, because all all of the pipe dates report to me. Ah, ah got it. Okay, and that. <laughs> <laughs> now then, the the fourth pipe that I got, I actually bought while we were at the Neat Pipes Party Pipe Show, and it was the first one I ever bought for myself. And it's a Regina Scarlata, because the name Nefertari, and um, according to you, Brian, even though we couldn't figure out the shape, it looks like a Levon Erk Lily shape. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, it's got kind of that rounded bowl, and then the forward, the forward side of the bowl kind of lilts off like a petal, and yeah, it's right, a, it, correct. Yeah, so we'll we'll probably see you smoking that in Chicago. You probably will. 
So you've actually gotten into smoking. You don't smoke on a regular basis, but you know now that you're traveling all over with uh, with Kevin and you went to the Seattle Pipe Show, wrote that article, uh, he asked mm-hmm. you to write the article about your recent trip to Italy, um, which included the, uh, is it the Neat Pipes 10th anniversary party? Um no, actually, it was called Neat Pipe, the Neat Pipes Party 2.0. It's only the second year that they've ever actually held the party. Um, according to Luca, who is uh, the one who has the Neat Pipes, he said that the first party was actually closed only to there. They have about 10 um, particular pipe carvers that they work with, and it was closed only to their circle. And because it got such great feedback that first year, they decided, and, and people were asking them to open it up to the public, <laughs> that's what they did for the second one. So what was it? What was it like? What went on? But just the brief details, because you're gonna. There's gonna be a whole article in Pipes Magazine about it. Yes, I am writing an article. Um, it was it was really beautiful. It was set in such a lovely, lovely location in an older building that used to be a terracotta factory. They do have still some terracotta um, operations there, but they rent out the space there now, and Meat Pipes o- occupies two of the spaces. It was just in a beautiful building with lots of corridors. Um, the first day, you know, we were kind of out of whack, so we met a couple of people, and then, you know, the next day was when the actual show was, and we went that morning, and I've never been to one. You know, the Seattle Pipe Club was just a dinner, um, but this was an actual pipe show. So I was a little bit overwhelmed, but according to Kevin, I'm going to be 100 times overwhelmed when we get to Chicago. Yeah, so do you remember which, which pipe makers were in Italy? Um, well, I've got a few featured ones for the article that I'll just tease you a little bit with so that um, uh, maybe uh, some of the, the listeners will actually read the article. But um, we got to meet Manduela. Um, she is from Denmark and uh, has some beautiful, very unusual pipes. Um, I met Anne Julie, which Kevin was actually a little starstruck when he saw her the first time because he'd yeah. never met her. Um, so she was quite the interesting character and I uh, really enjoyed listening, meeting her, and writing about her. Um, we also met Jean Vesterholm. He is an up-and-coming pipe maker who's only been um, working with pipes for a few years, um, but he is featured by um, the Danish pipe shop, carries a lot of his his pipes. And then I'll also be writing about um, about a Christian, or the, the Regina Scarlata, which is who I bought my pipe from. Mm-hmm. Um, he and his wife, we met them and uh, talked with them a lot about how they do their pipe ratings and how they grade their pipes. And, and we also have um, a very interesting article or section um, on the actual Danish pipe shop. We talked with Nikolai, who's the um, owner of the Danish pipe shop. All right, so now you've met all these pipe makers and you already said you're you're coming to you're coming to Chicago to do two things one uh, make sure Kevin doesn't get out of control and two <laughs> to report back on what happened at the Chicago pipe show what are you anticipating what are you looking forward to what are you thinking um, well Kevin has tried to brief me on this and tried to prepare me for how massive the Chicago show is I used to be a pharmaceutical rep, so the only thing I can compare it to in my mind is the conventions that I used to go to when we had 10,000 reps in the company. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it right now. Um, Kevin has asked me to write the article for Chicago as well, which 
the one for um, from Italy is actually turning into a two-parter, and I'm sure the one for Chicago will probably turn into more than that. <laughs> I'll be really interested to see what it what it comes out like because it's the first time at a at a at a full-blown pipe show and from a uh, from a lady's perspective. I'll be and a newbie and a newbie's perspective. <laughs> yeah, so there may be three different articles there. There could be. Lori, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. And uh, God, I'm on my way to Chicago tonight, and I'll uh, see you in about uh, 36 hours, and we'll uh, have to terrorize Kevin together. Thank you, Brian, for having me on the show. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. Signore, signore, scusi per favore, but what is that intoxicating and delicious aroma coming from your pipe? Oh, uh, this is Molto Dolce, my all-time favorite blend from Sutliff Tobacco. Do you like it? I found it on SutliffMoltoDolce.com. Do you mind if I try? Oh, signore, this truly is Molto Dolce. So charming that you even speak my language as it is truly very sweet. <laughs> just like you, I am sure. I can just taste the warm caramel and sweet dripping honey gushing through my mouth. Oh, and even better, the rich vanilla flavor plays so well with the other tastes over my tongue. It is like they are all having a giant playful pillow fight on smooth and silky sheets of tobacco in my mouth. Pure heaven! Mi piace moltissimo, mi amore. Can't you see it, signore? I can see it. I can see it. And signore, best of all, no tongue bite. Grazie un milione for the pipe, signore. Hey! Sutliff Tobacco Company will not be held responsible for any loss of one's favorite pipe customers may experience when smoking our delicious Balto Dolce blend in public. This is Internet Radio. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show, the pre-Chicago edition. Uh, and joining me is somebody that I first met at the Chicago Pipe Show, so please welcome Andy Peterson to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Thank you, Brian. All right, so we—I guess it was—we first really met, kind of hanging out around the Chicago Pipe Show. But let's get everybody to know you. Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? And all those details. <laughs> I grew up in Davenport, Iowa, um, down along the Mississippi River, and been. Born and raised here, and been here my whole life. Going through uh, going through high school and stuff like that. What were your What were your interests? I played um, alto saxophone all through fifth grade to my graduating year. So that's so you're a former uh, band geek. Yeah, 
I was I was a band geek. <laughs> so you know what I went through last week with taking uh, marching band kids on a long trip. It sounds like a handful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when did you uh, when did you start smoking a pipe? Um, 2007. I, I uh, quit cigarettes. I was smoking three packs a day and it was really getting to me and I um, looked into pipes and uh, picked one up, found some tobacco and started liking the taste of it and um, ever since then I haven't really smoked cigarettes so they pretty much helped me quit. Now did you do the usual uh, rundown by a by an inexpensive pipe and then head off to the to the regular uh, cherry aromatics yeah i was i was in the aromatics for a while and then um, just got into englishes and virginias and really like the virginias and um i smoke orlick daily um i've tried a handful of different pipe tobaccos that i've picked up at smokingpipes.com um and what was the, how did you go, how did you make the transition from, you know, from the aromatics into better pipes and better tobaccos? Well, I started with a old uh, free, freehand uh, Danish that I picked up, Sandwall. picked up like $65 and really liked it. Um, it smoked good and uh, after two or three months I got to really looking at it going how hard is one of these to make <laughs> and they're they're quite testful so was that kind of the beginning of you wanting to make pipes yeah I made a bunch of stuff with my stepdad and um, birdhouses and I guess it all started in Cub Scouts working with wood and making gun racks and playing with dirty cars and working with wood I, I just kind of fell in love with it back then and life took over and I'm full, full circle back to doing it now when did you when did you officially start making pipes that, that you were your first the brand was quad city pipes and when did when did you start with that I started quad city pipes and um, coming up with a little website and 2007, I started uh, researching pipe makers' forms and seeing what it would take to get some briar and certain tools and like that. And um, then 2000, that September of 2007, I made my first pipe. And then I found out that there's a pipe show coming up in May, the Chicago Pipe Show. And uh, <clears throat> so I made five pipes. And I was like, okay, let's let's see if uh, I'm doing this right. And I heard of the pipe making seminar, so I showed up and talked to the one that stands out the most was Brian Rutherford and Alex Flora. I showed them my pipes and kind of asked them, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> and were they brutally was, honest, or were they kind? They, I told I uh, they were very kind, and and I told them to be brutally honest too. So it uh, helped me critique my pipe making skills. What was what was it that you were missing that they were able to point out to you? 
Uh, I think it was more the engineering of the uh, stem tenon and mortise that has to be precise. I don't know how else to say that. Um, so, so you had the you had the first timer or the new pipe makers issues of not getting the uh, not not getting the air hole dead on and even and then spreading it out in the bit. Yeah, yeah, it was all the airflow dynamics of of a pipe. That's <laughs> what I was working on, and I finally mastered it. Was there anything in in shaping the pipe that they that they talked to you about? Oh, the the mortise facing the stem, um, the bowl, the size, um, you name it. I, they were telling me all everything that I needed to do for it. And, and you were sitting there uh, sucking it up like a sponge? Yeah, the criticism. Uh, it was very constructive criticism. Everybody was uh, a very nice group of people. Um I've never known a better group of people that all have one interest of making better pipes. So now you make all your all your pipes are just one hundred percent original shapes. You don't use a kind of you don't have any factory shape chart. You just start with an idea and go for it. Pretty much, yeah. Um, or if I see a pipe that I like, that I'll put a little twist to it. Um, there's so many pipes out there that I like. I couldn't pick just one. <laughs> I'd pick them all if I could. Do you shape the bowl before you drill the hole, or do you do the hole and then uh, and then do this do the bowl shaping? I'm, I'm still I'm still drilling first and shaping second. So, but I've also seen ways these guys doing it uh, pre-shaping and then drilling the holes. It would it would seem like it would. Uh kind of pissed me off if I if I shaped the bowl and got it almost done and then I went and drilled the hole and there was a big issue right in the right in the side of the tobacco chamber yeah that's just as bad as putting your stamp stamping a pipe when you're totally done with it hoping your stamp comes out right <laughs> wait 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 are you saying that you might have uh, might have skipped the stamp a little bit and screwed yeah, up yeah stamping a pipe I've screwed a few pipes up like that. Um, you get one shot, depending on your stamp. I mean, some stamps are really easy to push. Mine's kind of, mine are kind of hard to push into the wood. You know, so, I've never asked anybody on the radio show, how do you stamp the pipes? So talk us through the process. I mean, you, 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 created, you create the logo that you want, and then you have a stamp made, right? Right. There's there's a there's a lot of ways of doing it. Um, you can put leather down on the table, put the pipe down on the table, and it come down on it straight. I just you put the pipe in my right hand and the stamp in my left hand and hope for the best. Do you use a hammer or anything? Or are you just pushing the? No, I, I just I just push it straight into the wood. The little hammer is a little nerve wracking if you got a really thin shank. So, so that must take a little bit of muscle to push it in. Yeah, it's it's a. I think my I, my sh stamp isn't very sharp. It's sharp, but it didn't make it right. But I, I I know I put at least twenty pounds of pressure on it when I when I do it. 
so do you have to after time do you have to have the stamp remade because it gets dull no i don't no this one doesn't get dull it's just the way they i had it made um but there's there's other stamps that you don't have to push as hard now can you uh can you at that so at that point you got to make sure that you get it on the first on the first push all the way through because you can't really pull back and you know, go <laughs> you can't yeah, go halfway yeah, you get, no no you, you go all the way it's either going to break or it's going to come out really good <laughs> so i take it you've cracked oh. a shank or two or done some. yeah yeah i've done that on a on a couple of billiards and they kind of turn into short stubby billiards so you go back, you cut the shank, and then you reface it and re-drill the mortise and all that and try again. Yep. <laughs> so, get everything back up. So I guess you you really want to start off with long shanks on almost every pipe just in case. <laughs> yeah, you can always cut an inch off and keep going. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you could do that. <laughs> now, now that sounds painful. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, it's painful yeah. when you mess when you mess a pipe up and it's all finished and it's all done and it happens. I think it's the, the worst part of a whole pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost you get one shot. It, it's it's almost done and now all I can do is just screw it up because the stamp doesn't make it smoke any better. No, no, but if you hope to hit it hit it right on target the first time. Sometimes it's handmade. It's a handmade object, you know. You give it character if it's off a little bit. <laughs> uh, without telling any secrets, but uh, have you ever put the stamp over a part of the pipe that didn't look the best, and you wanted to kind of cover it up? Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> so, yeah, right over a pit or something like that. Yeah, kind of give the stamp a little character to it. <laughs> um so do you have a favorite do you have a favorite shape to make oh man volcanoes i like volcanoes um horns blowfish i'm starting to go into um like a ranches and um the nautilus <laughs> kind of doing some shapes like bill north did so you're getting a little more complicated each time. Yeah, they're they're getting more and more complicated, <laughs> which is good. It's, it gives you more of a challenge too. <laughs> Finding time to do it is, is hard with a full time job. We're gonna take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk about your full time job. We'll talk about your volcanoes. We'll talk about more stuff. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. Since 1990, Cornell & Deal has been producing high-quality pipe tobacco, expertly blended by hand using time-honored methods, unique recipes, and no small amount of innovation. One example of such innovation is our bestseller, Autumn Evening. We start with whole-leaf red Virginia and strip the stems by hand. The tobacco is then cut into ribbons and cooked for two days according to our unique recipe to create our special Red Virginia Cavendish. 
Then we infuse the tobacco while it's still hot with our secret flavoring to achieve the sublime sweetness, deep flavor, and delightful aroma that makes autumn evenings so well-loved by our loyal customers and everyone around them as they enjoy this very special blend. Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. It's a labor of love. Contact your local or online retailer for information. Eck, I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fournoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com. I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com. We are back visiting with Andy Peterson. Andy, when if when you get a pipe that hasn't worked out for you, what happens to it? It usually gets put in a box underneath my bench. Now, have have you ever <laughs> have you ever gotten mad at it and you know, get all the way to the finish and then something's wrong? I've I've had two or three of those that ended up across the across the uh, basement. Because <laughs> I spent spent over nine and a half hours on it, and I didn't realize that there was a, a fissure in it until I wetted it wet it down to see where I was at, and um, it ended up across the room. <laughs> now I'm not... I had a bad day. Let's just let's just say I had a bad day that day. <laughs> then I picked it up and looked at it, and I didn't hurt it at all. And I'll probably end up smoking it here pretty soon. <laughs> it, it happens. I mean. It's like running into a pit. You're you're trying to make a smooth pipe, and you run into a pit, and you hope it disappears. It either disappears or just gets bigger, and then you're off to the next block, or turn it into a sandblast. You know? <laughs> so, can you can you smoke a pipe that's got a got a little fissure in it? I mean, if, I guess if it doesn't go through all the way, you just have to be a little careful with it. Yeah. Yeah. You can just take take your time with it. I mean, you could smoke it. It's just uh, I've I've got a lot of pipes that I just smoke that have uh, defects in them that just didn't make the cut. You know. Yeah. So um, so remember when you're buying a uh, when you're buying a pipe, not only are you paying for that pipe, but you're also paying for some of the pipes that didn't make it. Right. Right. The the well, what would you call them? <laughs> the the shop, uh, the shop pipes for the pipe maker. Exactly, exactly. Now your vol, your volcano shape, uh, in particular, kind of set off a little bit when you got when you got selected as one of the seven pipe makers for the volcano shape at the Kansas City Pipe Show. Yeah, that uh, really made me humble when I got picked amongst pipe makers that have been doing it for years um michael parks of all people and tony nielsen and steve morissette and alex flora all the guys that were in that that set that really uh put a shock to me so i was like uh now i'm gonna have to make better pipes every time i make one (laughs) (laughs) is it a blessing or a curse because that one was photographed heavily and everybody's got it set in their mind 
Yeah, yeah. That, um, that was that was a real honor to get picked amongst guys that have been doing it. Some of them for a living, and um, I was real hon- honored to uh, have been picked. Now, your current website is a Peterson pipes.com and the Peterson is with an E at the end not an O at the end uh, correct there's a uh, there's a gallery of stuff up there as we're talking right now you're in the background getting ready and finishing off some stuff to bring to Chicago this weekend so I'm guessing hopefully you'll have a few pipes yeah I should have a handful um, having a full time job kind of puts a wrench in the in the gears but uh i'll get i'll have something for me yeah and let's let's talk about your full-time job because i think it's kind of fun Uh, what exactly do you do for a living for a full-time living for a full-time job i am a garbage man i've been uh working with uh republic services for 16 years i started off in a front load dumping the containers over the top of the truck <laughs> nope if you guys have ever seen those dumb dumping cans and making god forsaken noises in the middle <laughs> of the morning waking everybody up but, but uh yeah i uh was doing that for i did that for 11 years and now i'm just uh delivering containers for uh somewhere around thirty-two thousand customers i take care of them uh fix them repair them repo them uh, if they don't pay their bill, so it's, talk- it's a fun, it's a fun job. So you run out and bring out the brand new, the, the brand new fresh little trash cans after the after the other ones have been beaten up. Yeah, I replace them and fix the wheels on them and lids on them, and um, pretty much just take care of all our customers in residential areas. And and being a garbage man. Uh, how long did it take before you stopped looking in the garbage to see what was in there? Meaning, what do you what do you mean? Uh, rifling through people's garbage? Yeah, I mean, I would imagine when you go pick up a when you go oh. pick up a garbage, yeah, you know, at the beginning you'd pick it up and look and watch. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've, there's you'd be amazed at what people throw away. That there's perfectly fine. Um, one time, I, I've got a brand new Hoover vacuum cleaner with packing peanuts in it that they just threw away because they couldn't figure out why it didn't work anymore. <laughs> I mean, people throw the darndest things away. I got a $400 vacuum for nothing. I mean, <laughs> I'm a, kind of a, a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none, but I love fixing things. Um, I'm always doing something. So, so the fringe benefits are you get the first pickings. Well, pretty much. You're not supposed to, but every now and then you can't resist it. What's the strangest? You know, like, uh, what's some of the strangest stuff you've seen? Oh, what people thrown out? Yeah. Um, geez, like an entire pool table. I mean, that probably didn't last very long where it was at. They probably somebody probably snagged it, but I don't know. There's there's just so many things people throw away that somebody else could use. You know. And now deliver, just delivering the cans, you don't get to see all the good stuff anymore. No, no, I, I'm, I'm down to just uh, plain old garbage. <laughs> so, yeah. 
I don't get to see very much of that anymore. But so you've it, got it's fun. I mean, you've got the full time job plus you. How many pipes a year do you think you make on a on an average year? With uh, commissions and what I make for shows and stuff, I would say at least twenty five to thirty pipes. So the, I usually do at least ten to fifteen commissions a year, and then um, the rest is me making pipes for shows. So um, the the pipe making is a relaxation hobby, and plus you got a, you got a family too. Oh yeah, it's it's a. I'm up at two in the morning, and I don't go to bed until about seven thirty at night. So. And you're off this entire week, so you're so you're off schedule, and you're trying to get a few pipes finished. Yeah, I, I started one this morning. I still got to get a stem and sandblaster in it, and it should be done. Another volcano. <laughs> and then and then off to and then the uh, the short drive from uh, from Eastern Iowa over to St. Charles, Illinois. Yeah, it's it's only like two and a half hours away. Not too bad. I drive about 250 miles a day, so driving really doesn't phase me too much. It just burns me out. It's hard to stay focused on a pipe that you're standing on after being awake for 16 hours <laughs> and trying not to make a mistake. <laughs> Let me suggest doing the pipe stamping when you've had when you've had some rest. That's on the weekends. I usually do a lot of stuff on the weekends, uh, mostly drilling and um, and shaping. But and then I'll I do my stem work during the week because everybody's upstairs when I'm down here and I'm trying to keep everybody sleeping. <laughs> uh, price wise, where do your pipes start out? Uh, around three and a quarter on up to six hundred dollars. So you so you haven't you've held back from making the outrageous price jumps. I have actually I, when I first my first show was in 2009. My pipes were 165, 170 dollars, and then they've slowly gotten up as everybody everything else goes up. The price of wood goes up, and and like that. So I've slowly got my pipes up to about that level. Have you heavily resisted the urge of going full-time pipe making? Um, it's, well, it's hard to know because the way the market is and the way the economy is and the way everything is, it would be hard for me. I'd, I'd actually take a pay cut if I quit my full-time job. But to be full-time job pipe maker, I, you know, you'd have to sell at least five pipes a week to uh, dealers and, you know, then you're wholesaling stuff. So it would, it would make it, uh, it would make it dramatically less fun for you. Yeah, I, I, not too much. It would put a lot more pressure on me to make pipes, but then again, on the other hand, I would have nine to ten hours every day to make a pipe. So, so then, you know, it, you you weigh your paycheck against hoping to sell, and I can't pull myself to do, I can't pull myself to do it. You know, I still got a family to raise, and I gotta have a constant income. Do you get a chance to pick up the saxophone at all anymore? 
every now and then I, I knock the dust off of it. Um, yeah, I uh, haven't had time since I <laughs> got responsibilities. High school, playing playing in high school, you didn't have too many responsibilities other than going to school. <laughs> and um, so, you know, life kind of takes up over some fun things, you know. Yeah. But, uh, it, it, you know, it, it sucks when we have to completely grow up all the way. Oh, yeah. I'd love, if I could, I'd just love to be 21, but that ain't going to happen. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, and real quickly, before we go, let's talk about, you, you started out as Quad City Pipes. Why the change over to your name? I was thinking more of um, just getting my name my name out there. Everything, everything in the Quad Cities where I live has always got Quad City this and that. I, I wanted it to be more personable having my name on the pipe with my website as that name. It's kind of, as long as you don't misspell my name, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Do you think think the pipe buyers prefer having a person's name on it instead of a uh, instead of a brand? I don't know. I never really thought of it like that. Um, it's, I think it's more personable when you put your time and effort into a pipe to uh, put your name on it, you know. It's from you. Um, Quad City Pipes was kind of, it seemed commercialized. I don't, it was, I don't know, there's a lot of, you know, everybody's, any pipe maker around is using their name. I was just kind of hesitant because my last name was Peterson, but I'm more Danish than, than Swedish, so... <laughs> S-E-N is uh and I you know with Peterson Pipes everybody knows Peterson Pipes everybody's probably smoked the pipe and has smoked Peterson um but uh <laughs> so everybody smoked one of your family's pipes somewhere down the lineage you, you know I haven't looked I haven't looked but I wouldn't doubt I have Irish in me I wouldn't doubt if that their last name is really close to my family <laughs> <laughs> it'd be wild I haven't looked into it but if it is it'd be a hell of a shocker wouldn't it yeah Andy does not make pipes with a P-lip don't even ask him for one no I I, I tried to make one and it didn't come out very well <laughs> alright we'll wrap this up with the fast five final questions no right answer no wrong answer just whatever comes to your mind are you ready yeah. what is your favorite pipe I think it would be a pipe that me and Alex Flora made together. What What was it? I do believe it was a blowfish. It was a blowfish. And then what is your favorite tobacco? Uh, right now it's it's uh, Orlick. Um, just plain Virginia. And what's your favorite drink? It would have to be... Uh, Oh, Lord. Belvini. <laughs> At least 12, 12-year-old Belvini is fine with me. Uh, the good old double wood. Uh, yep. 
when it's time to relax, which doesn't sound like you have much time at all, so this may be a dumb question to ask you, but I'm going to ask it anyway because everybody gets it. Uh, yeah. Do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? I would say uh, a movie. I really like movies. I Well, not having enough time to read a book and or, or, or anything else, a movie is about the easiest way I can do it. <laughs> Saved me a whole bunch of time with Harry Potter and all them books. Just watch the movies. Yeah, it, it, it's it, you'll still get the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, any particularly favorite pipe smoking related memory? Oh wow! Um, I think it was um, one of the shows last two shows ago. Me and Tom Elfang talked for. A, good 45 minutes about pipes I think that would be learning from the from a master is is, is like I'm not I'm not worthy I'm not worthy <laughs> with that and that's the kind of yeah. that's the kind of stuff that happens at pipe shows all the time you just happen to sit down and here comes somebody who's oh. pretty much a living legend and will talk to you for a while yeah there's there's so many pipe makers I love talking to just in concept. So it would it would really be hard to just pick one. I couldn't just pick one memory or one special oh, that, feeling. That that makes a that one would be a perfect top of the list for us, so we can we can accept that answer. <laughs> well, there's no judges either, so you can answer whatever you want. Uh, and, Andy's website again is a Peterson p e t e r s e n pipes dot com. Andy will be wandering around the Chicago Pipe Show this year, uh, and I'll be wandering around there shortly because I'm leaving for the airport here in a few minutes. So I'm looking right. forward to seeing you. Yeah, I'll definitely get in touch with you up there. I'll be in the smoking tent every night. That's where I'm going to be. <laughs> Andy, thanks again for the time, and uh, see you in a couple of days. Yeah, see you there, Brian. Thanks. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical. A tobacco that I can fall in love with. I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at SutliftTobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just love it. Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented Perfect Match system. Try it at SutlifeTobacco.com. Go to SutlifeTobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend. We are back, and I want to thank Andy for taking time out of his uh, pre-Chicago preparations to hang out with us. Uh, Kevin was whispering in my ear, and I thought maybe it was sweet nothings, but it turns out he was telling me that the uh, first two articles of uh, Lori's are up 
live on PipesMagazine.com right now. And I'm flipping over there, and there's also a uh, Fred Brown article that just went up today about the Chicago Pipe Show. Hey, while you're also there, check out uh, Steve Morissette's new article about uh, white shirts and uh, pipe commissions. Uh, it's a fun read. Make sure and check that out. Always a lot going on on uh, Pipes Magazine. We would also appreciate, if you get a chance, please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. We appreciate all those ratings and reviews on Stitcher Radio as well. And tell all your friends about the Pipes Magazine radio show and make sure if they smoke a pipe, they're listening to it. Hey, if they don't smoke a pipe, tell them to listen to it. They may want to, may, you may convert them. Never know. May make them go running away screaming from you and they'll never talk to you again. But uh, that'll work either way. And uh, follow the show on Facebook, Pipes Magazine radio show on Facebook. I will do my best to try and uh, post some updates from the Chicago Pipe Show on uh, both the radio show page and my own Facebook page so that you all can see. If you're not there, you might be able to get a glimpse into what you're missing, but uh, can't guarantee too much. It's always a uh, always a busy four days that blows by or five days that just goes by really quick, and I wonder what the heck happened with it. Um, all right, update on the JDRF auctions. We got a donation of uh, three pipes from Peter Field. Right now on Steve Fallon, the Pipe Studs eBay store is the uh, Ricardo Santilla Ultimate Corn Cob Pipe that that uh, Peter won last year. It's unsmoked and up for auction. There's also a Radice rind up there that Peter donated and a Kamoi sand grain. All of that goes directly towards finding a cure for type 1 diabetes. And let me tell you right now, you guys have stepped up to the plate again. Last year, we got that donation of the S-Bang pipe from Rick Newcomb, and I was worried we were going to have a hard time getting close to that. But right now, without those items ending, we stand about $40 short of last year's goal. So... With the pipes that we got on eBay right now, we're going to guarantee to go past that. If you want to make any kind of a cash donation, there's a link right down on the on the uh, radio show page there to go directly to my daughter's uh, JDRF page. Let's see how far past that we can blow through the $2,300 level of last year and uh, see if we can find a cure for this uh, nasty little situation. Mail call. In honor of uh, Andy being from Iowa, that was uh, Radar O'Reilly of MASH, whose character was from Ottumwa, Iowa. So uh, two Iowans there uh, on the show tonight. All right, on the mailbag. John Seiler writes, Hi, Brian. Interesting what you come up with. Keep learning. Uh, I guess he's referring to the companies that came out of, uh, the, the companies that started out of tobacco companies. Uh, Ian Walker and Northern Briars are names with which I am familiar having many of his pipes in my collection. I have several custom made to mine or others designs that are phenomenal. He's just a great person and a fine master pipe maker. He makes pipes to be smoked. His pipes are well engineered and well made and reasonably priced. He is a pleasure to talk with at a pipe show. I'm smoking one of his pipes as I listen to the podcast. 
His ELX pipes are large, and we here in the Pittsburgh club like his magnum size and his rocks cut rustication. Good interview. Uh, hey, Brian, nice of you to use a photo with the pipe tart. <laughs> photo bombing it. <laughs> uh, music, I saw that you had attended the Dom Flemons concert. Your daughter must have had a great time. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun, and uh, Dom's, Dom's a great guy. Uh, and he had his Grammy Award there and on display, too, so that was cool to see. Uh, in regards to the rant, John writes, I think we all get tired of the travel when working. It goes with the job, but then again, some travel is better than other. Great show. See you in a week and a half. Yes, I will. Uh, the Kilted One writes, Another great show, Brian. Good luck at Disneyland. I was at Disney World. I wish I was at Disneyland. Uh, he says, I run a youth club and I know what it's like traveling with a bunch of teenagers. Uh, traveling with my cadets can be stressful. You might need to smoke your new old pipe and maybe an adult beverage at the end of it. Uh, well, I didn't, <laughs> we couldn't have any adult beverages because as, uh, chaperones, we weren't allowed to imbibe, but I did get a chance to sneak off for a couple of, a uh, couple of quiet, nice puffs and brought the Walt Disney World pipe with me and, Smoked it as close to Main Street as they would allow me to. Uh, couldn't get a picture of me with it. Because by the time I got around to smoking it, it was dark. And I don't have a flash on the selfie side, and I couldn't exactly ask one of the kids to do it. Uh, but anyway, I'd love to compare notes with you on teenagers and travel, because that was, that was an experience. Um, anyway, he goes on to write, I've got an 0400 check-in for my flight to Chicago next Monday. So he's already there. Uh, so my sympathy for your early morning, too. A great interview with Ian. I've seen Northern Briar pipes online, but haven't seen one up close yet, although they're on my wish list. Rant, traveling isn't fun, especially nowadays, but sometimes it's worth the destination. Hopefully I'll get a chance to meet you in Chicago. Keep up the good work. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Jfox520 uh, writes, uh, Brian, once again, a great show. When I went to the United Kingdom for work, I had to take a train from Birmingham to Colchester, a four-hour trip. I was amazed at the canal system. It must be great to live and work on a boat. I agree on the questions about traveling for work. I used to travel doing training and user conferences for a company that I worked for. I've been in 35 of the 50 states. All I saw was airports, hotels, and printing plants. No one talks about Nebraska in February with a minus 20 degrees without the wind chill factor. Yeah, no one talks about it, and no one tries to go there either. Uh, TLAG77 writes, So I tried to sit back, relax, and fire up a bowl, and I almost got fired. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> oh, great. So now do we have to put a do not listen to this show at work warning on the show? I mean, as it is, we have to warn people that it, they have to be over the age of, uh, they have to be 18 and over occasionally. So, all right, now we have to add no listening at work. Uh, Riff Raff writes, Brian, I love hearing about the history of tobacco and pipes in particular. I'm fascinated with the old tobacco brands. To think that CBS came from Cigar Origins is something that CBS probably leaves out of their history. <laughs> probably. Um, a great interview with Ian. I've seen his pipes, but have never pulled the trigger on one. That will have to change soon. I find it intriguing that he lives and works on his boat. Awesome. 
I absolutely love the music choice. I'll have to add it to my library. Safe travels and happy smokes. And Casey Ghost wrote, Love the pipe parts segment. Really like these history pieces. Some people just have a knack for recognizing where money can be made and aren't afraid of the risks. Uh, Not very familiar with Ian's pipes. They look to be well made and well thought of. He seems to be a delightful person. I can't imagine living on a barge. I would be like living... It would be like living in a narrow tunnel. Uh, I like Dom Flemons and the Carolina Chocolate Drops, but didn't care for that number. Really like the different ending music, though. Thank you. I'm glad somebody liked that. I'm glad somebody liked that. That was just my little uh, heading off to Disney World tribute right there, but I'm glad somebody liked it. Uh, Repetitive questions are a pain in the butt. I wish people would quit asking me about all the supermodels I'm dating. Okay, um, if you're if you've got too many supermodels uh, that you're dating, feel free to share. There's uh, there's plenty of help out there for uh, for you all that uh, have too many supermodels that are dating. Um, <laughs> I get tired of the people that ask me if I want uh, help quitting smoking. No, I don't. I don't want help quitting smoking. I want to embrace it. All right. Keep those letters and cards and coming and post them on the forums there. Make sure and check out Pipes Magazine on a regular basis as there's always something new going on right there on the internet for you. And in just a minute, an eBay-related rant. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for a variety, and if you're looking for someone with reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for cupofjoes.com. Cupofjoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. Cupofjoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly pipes. Check out their remodeled website at cupofjoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. Cupofjoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. Cowboy. So I may have mentioned to some of you that I started selling on eBay again and just liquidating some stuff from around the house and getting rid of some of the uh, some of the excess Disney collection. 
And uh, when, of course, when I started selling back again on eBay, I went to my friend Steve Fallon to ask for some advice on on a situation or two, and see what was going on. Well, both of us had the same situation in the past couple of weeks. I had a uh, I had a buyer that I accidentally sent the wrong little Disney pin to, and instead of saying that I sent the wrong one to her and return it, she posted a neutral feedback for me. Uh, Steve had the similar situation where the guy wasn't happy with his purchase and instead of contacting him, posted a negative feedback for him. Well, in both situations, both of our item pages both clearly say, if you're not happy, let us know and we'll take care of it. Mine says, 14 days, no questions asked, guaranteed happiness policy. Period. Don't just sit there and pop up a feedback you have 14 days from the time you receive it to turn around and do something but here's what it is some people are so damn lazy that they won't even send out an email saying you oopsed and i did i oopsed i'm sorry i oopsed i'm not perfect but i am the leading expert on my own opinion uh which is perfect and it's going to get better in uh, on saturday but uh, anyway uh i oopsed Send me it, you know, send it to me. Tell me I oopsed. I'll pay you for the postage back. I'll send you the correct one. In her case, what I would have done was I would have let her keep the wrong one because it was $2.99 or something like that and sent her the right one at no charge. Instead, she posted a neutral feedback. I approached her about it and she said, well, I already bought the correct one, so I don't need it. So I said, well, how about a, how about a refund for it? No, I don't know. I'm happy with the pin that you sent me, but... I wanted to get her to take her uh, her feedback down. She refused to. I went through eBay. They refused to. And anyway, long story short, people are basically lazy. And feedback and ratings and reviews on eBay. Look at the look at the bulk of what the sellers got. Don't pay attention to the one or two oddball things out there. All right, there you go. Hey, uh, keep an eye on my Facebook page. I'll uh, post some stuff from the Chicago Pipe Show and uh, try to post just the uh, the super highlights and. If you follow me and follow the Pipes Magazine radio show on Facebook, you'll be the first ones to find out. And uh, make sure and tell friends that you're enjoying the Pipes Magazine radio show. I cannot wait to see a whole bunch of you starting tomorrow night in the smoking tent in lovely St. Charles, Illinois. So, with all that, I will say thank you to Andy and Lori again for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in, and thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company Back to our regularly scheduled music right now. So until next time. About the clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy The Pipes Magazine radio show Jet with nonstop service to St. Charles, Illinois is now departing from Gate 2.